Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. So many things going on right now. It's Kim's birthday, first off. Woo! Thank you. Also, we're gonna decide who were the winners for our fifth anniversary contest. (laughs) Woo! It's it's so good. Tass has to take his shirt off. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. He needs a full range of motion to pick these winners. Yeah, (laughs) I do. I'm gonna roll dice. What do you want from me? (laughs) So we have got our entries here. We're gonna roll some dice. And then we will let you know the five winners. Here we go. All right. Everyone has got their number. Let us know who your winner is and what they made. My winner, according to our number algorithm here, is Bam with her submission of this beautiful work of art she created. In the style of Wacky Races. Yes. In the style of Wacky Races, like race car buggy battle cars for each of us uh, with little us's in front uh, getting ready to race. Le- these amazing cars lined up ready to race. Also, Finn is in my car and Virgil's in Kim's and it's just I know! so lovely. Yeah, they're so great. She added so many little details of just stuff specific to us. It's so cool. So yeah. congratulations, Bam. Woo, like the little cast doesn't have legs. He's got tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, my winner is Keeper Days, who did little Lego brickhead characters of all of us, and they're so cute. <laughs> I, the I want them. Lego Salt Shaker, and it's oh my gosh, it's they're oh, I love it. <laughs> I have a little Lego tarot card. I've got suspenders for some reason. <laughs> either have suspenders or you've got nipple piercings. <laughs> There's no way they could know that second one. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be your hoodie strings. That's exactly oh. what it's supposed to be. Oh, it's because I'm wearing like the- No, uh... absolutely not. They are nipple tassels. <laughs> I also love that your hat just sits gingerly atop your head. That's accurate. My head's so big. That oh <laughs> no hats God. don't sit on my head. My winner is Scribe Sarah, who made a cake of Ferguson's head. <laughs> I, I I don't know how else to say it other than that. It is a cake that is Ferguson's head. It it's is a, a whole tree stump a with whole his face on tree it. Tree stump face. <laughs> a, a and nice... I believe on the bottom it said, "Oh hell, I don't know." It, it did. did. Yeah. Just a wonderful cannibalistic experience eating a humanoid tree and face, <laughs> like a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a cannibal. <laughs> how did it feel to eat your own character, Rev? Was it strange? Did you feel like you were eating a part of yourself? I felt it like walk down my throat and into my tummy and then into a little bookshelf of memories. (laughs) (laughs) Walk down. It's just a face. <laughs> Where it's got legs now. Oh, that's just a curse of whatever I eat. Anything legs. you eat yeah. feels like it's oh, that's a whole other comes thing. alive. And <laughs> we're adding to the cake lore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, that's why he doesn't want anyone to watch. 
<laughs> you can't know. <laughs> I know none of you would want to see this. My winner is Lisa, who made little dolls of the the tentacle illusion children from our rapscallion world, and they actually convert from child to tentacle if you fold them inside out. They're so detailed. Yeah, and we've got a video of that showing the transformation. I, I will be excited to share that video because there are some details on there that you can figure out who each of those three children is modeled after from the show. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. And my winner is Sherry, who made us a strome pillow. So one side is a mummy and the other side is a bunch of scarab beetles. And it's really beautiful and really cool. And I think it's on its way to our studio right now. It's sitting on the couch. It has arrived. Oh, it's on the couch already. Oh, that's it's so right, cool. It's been behind you the whole time. <laughs> Turn around. Looking at you with its actual eyes that one side of the pillow actually have, has. Yeah, it does have eyes. <laughs> So thank you to everybody who entered. Uh, it is always so exciting to see the things that you all come up with. We will be sharing some of these on social media as the weeks Hell go yeah. on. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah congratulations. congratulations. Thank you to everybody who sent something in. Like, there's so many neat things every year. It's just, it's so cool. Yeah. And congratulations to us. Yeah, five years. Oh, yeah, that's that's so cool. We're kindergartners in more ways than one. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that I've got to let everyone know is that as of right now, the registration for the live show at Gen Con is available. Critshowpodcast.com slash Gen Con. You can RSVP. Oh, man, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. It's always a good time. And this year, we know in advance how to make sure the air conditioner is working (laughs) before we get there. (laughs) We have a really cool uh, costume theme this year, too. Yes. We have got Beach Episode. That is just any character that has been in this, any of these things, uh, any of this gibberish that we make up (laughs) week to week. But, like, they're going to the beach. Yeah. So does that mean that we can just dress up like we're going to the beach because we play ourselves? Absolutely. That's yes. That's my plan. Tass is gonna already be set. In, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be in a tank top no matter what. So Jake it's, is it's always dressed for a beach episode. Weirdly not right now. Right now I feel- <laughs> We thought it was going to be cold I feel constricted. Today. I'm wearing- Yeah, I thought it was going to be cloudy and cold and I just- Oh, it's damp in here. I've got sleeves on. I'm yeah. so jealous of Tass. You're Look at dressed guns. for- like how I dress for the beach. <laughs> <laughs> You're dressed. Covered. That's his costume. He's that's, dressing as Rev. Yeah, yeah, Rev on a beach day. I'll need to get a parasol. Yeah, you get a parasol, <laughs> um, a hoodie. Some... That's what we should do. Instead of dressing as ourselves going to the beach, all of us should dress as each other that's, going to oh the beach. No. That's perfect. Oh I will be Tass. <laughs> Kim. <laughs> uh, yeah so if you are going to be at Gen Con and uh, you know what even if you're not going to be at Gen Con but you're going to be in the area on that Saturday and would like to join us for the live show head over to the com slash Gen Con to RSVP we do have a limited number of seats uh, so uh, yeah and a reminder that it will be taking place in the real like the building that is modeled after IPT. Yeah. The real life theater. IPT is modeled after. Well, no, 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 no. We made up the theater and then we built the theater. And then it was built. And then it became like an actual success, so we renamed it. It's wild. I don't know how. They've already hit their 50th year anniversary this year. It's Time Time is is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And it's free. It costs nothing to go to the live show. We will, however, have uh, an option for you to donate if you would like to uh, help us run this event because we do eat the cost of renting the building and getting 
food and things like that. So uh, it is free, but there will be an option to throw us a couple of dollars should you choose to. Yeah, and you don't even need a ticket for Gen Con. Any hoodlum off the street. Yeah. Any ruffian. <laughs> anybody <laughs> who stumbles across our website. We had <laughs> RSVPs by accident. Yeah. The people that found us by stealing all of our material out of my oh, trunk that year. Oh, my God. They're going to show up and dressed as you. Maybe they're <laughs> fans now. Oh, maybe. That would be great if they were like, listen, I'm sorry. A couple if you, years ago. I can't imagine, but if you are, if you listened to the material, <laughs> tell we won't be mad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the statute of limitations has passed. This is just <laughs> funny now. We, yeah. we can't get mad at you. It's not It's not legal. Please tell us, because it'll be fucking hysterical. We will sign that stand-up poster. <laughs> <laughs> I am basically keeping an eye out for anything that moves within that house or anything that goes into or comes out of that house. If you are staying here overnight, Jake, go ahead and give me uh, another size up. 11. Get a hold too. Uh, what here is useful to me or my crew? As you're watching, two forms are moving low and quickly down the, the grassy hill and towards the town. It seems as you're tracking their progress that they're not quite heading into town. It seems like they're moving around the village to get to the furthest ship out at the docks. Is the ship that they're sneaking to the same one that Landara saw? Oh, like the same one that like that I talked to the people on who seem to be kind of in on it? Yes. Oh, um, from the trajectory they're taking, they're going wide. It seems like they would be coming up on whatever ship is just past that one furthest out on the dock. Where's the true danger lurking? The last thing that you see before they kind of, not slip completely out of your view, I think you have an idea that you could follow if you needed to, but before they crest the hill towards the village, the last thing that you see is one of them turning to check the perimeter, to check if they're being followed. And in its mouth, you clearly see two large vampiric fangs. Jake, you're watching these two forms scurry wide around the town heading for the docks heading for the far side of the docks uh, for what seems to be the last ship are they swinging so wide that i think in the time it will take them to get there i could go find and report to my team yeah i mean they have to literally go all the way wide around the edge of the city it looks like they're trying not to go into town so if you're just going straight through town you could find them and get there a lot faster then, yeah, I want to head over to the tavern and try and, like, peek in a window, see if I can get eyes on anybody and, like, wave them over as, again, as monkeyishly as possible, as subtly <laughs> as possible. Like, if anybody looks, I just kind of start, like, trying to steal somebody's bananas off the table or something instead. Someone's bananas There's off. bananas on. <laughs> <laughs> bananas all around. Wait, do your taverns not... Serve complimentary bananas? <laughs> well, at this point, they're just ignoring you because so many monkeys have come in to try to steal food off the tables and they keep getting up to go approach it thinking it's you that now, <laughs> now they just don't even register you. Now I'm imagining it's like, you know those bars that serve pistachios and then there's a bunch of pistachio shells on the ground? Oh, it yeah. serves, just there's banana. just, the ground is covered in <laughs> banana peels. The service is terrible. Everyone's slipping constantly. <laughs> it's so dangerous. I feel like that was probably the most moment where I've been like, Kim lives in a different part of the country. Because when you said pistachios, I was like, 
peanuts? It's like that definitely sounds more like an LA thing. <laughs> that's a, uh, that sounds like a yeah, like a uh, more elegant yes. version of the Logan's Roadhouse. Yes, exactly. <laughs> elegant, but they're still throwing the shells <laughs> yeah. on the ground. <laughs> I said more elegant. <laughs> I, to be honest, I've never been in such an establishment, and so I was just shooting in the dark as to a nut I knew that had a shell. <laughs> just, <laughs> we are going to one of those. First thing with you being back. Uh, this year. Nice. First thing. Hell it's yeah. So good. We're going to the Floor Peanuts Cafe. You always say this, and we we have no time when I'm there. We're doing it. Could always do it in Texas too. You probably do it on accident there. <laughs> they just call it the Roadhouse. Our there, Airbnb. It was just, <laughs> our Airbnb had peanut shells all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that one's on me. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I feel now that enough time has passed, I can admit. It it wasn't because we were in Texas. It's just because I love peanuts. I, Jake loves <laughs> peanuts. That, that was my carry-on. I didn't. What's wild is I had a jar of planters peanuts and then just a bag of shells that I brought individually for ambiance. That I, that I littered the floor with like rose petals for my entrance into the Airbnb. So anyway, the tavern. Yeah. <laughs> They're there and they see you. <laughs> Perfect. I kind of hang outside the window. I stand up. I immediately slip on a banana peel that's on the floor. <laughs> Why do they keep leaving these here? Okay. I saw a pair of people sneak out of that house. They are looping super wide all the way around the city. I think they're going for the boat like farthest, farthest out at the dock. But they had the scales like the seaborn and they had the fangs like a vampire. I will describe the red herring to see if that's the ship he thought they were headed towards. From what you could see, Jake, like that description of that ship was the ship right next to the one that is now at the very end of the dock. No, I think it's the one just past that. Huh. Like you think they're going to get something or someone? I have no idea. I figured maybe we could head that way and try and head them off or get on the ship first, hide, spy, see what they're doing. I'm going to take out my clipboard and see... Who that ship is, what they brought in, <laughs> when they're when they're coming, when they're going. She's like, hold up, let me check my notes. <laughs> uh, I'm supposed to be off the clock. <laughs> um, yeah, it was one of the later uh, additions today. Uh, it came in pretty late, but just had some general supplies like flour and things, just uh, general stuff for the, the stores here. Um, it's called the Lizard King, uh, and it is a shoreman ship. You said they're making their way like, around the town? They're not just, like, cutting through? No, I don't think they want to pass through town and be noticed. I wonder if that means the people in town aren't in on it as much, you know what I mean? Like, I know that a lot of the people here seem to be kind of the food, like, this is who they're luring here, but I wonder if they've got, like, people working on the inside here. There was this uh, person that Kim and I learned about. They take tours to those those whispering cave places and people go missing. Like if they don't have like friends or people that will remember them, like they're just going missing and it's kind of becoming like a kind of a spooky urban legend, but it's just kind of bolstering the excitement of it. I wonder how much of that is connected to the people like actually in inside the town. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some plants in town, but most of it's got to be strangers because they're trying to fill it up with people they can just eat. Yeah, I mean, the red herring is definitely plants. Uh, Tass, can I use my fox-eyed oddity in here? Yeah, absolutely you can. Um, so this one, you spend a luck? Yes, I spend a luck and I get to see the secret thoughts and feelings of the people around me. Uh, and it says, if you are surrounded by strangers when you do this, you are overwhelmed with these hallucinations and are compelled to react to those hallucinations in a dangerous or foolish way. All right, so 
most of what you're seeing here is just the the regular old gross dark secrets of regular people. Great. Yep. So just I'll leave that to the listener imagination. Just regular old person dirty shit. No, that's what I was looking for. I don't need to get that. <laughs> I don't need to go any further. There's a really cool um like late nineties episode of X Men where it's just Jean Grey dealing with that all day. It's like oh. showing it from her perspective of just picking up people's gross ambient thoughts. It's, it's a very cool <laughs> story at the time. Well, well, you're getting that for sure. But probably what stands out to you is attached to what you've learned over the night. And uh, there's a newer bartender that has come up. And um, this one is this big burly shoreman. And his thoughts are focused specifically on watching the crowd and trying to single out people that seem to be on their own. He's he's looking for loners with that idea of like, ooh, that's a good target. Would you like to stand against this sudden realization that your friends have left and you're alone, that maybe you're a target and that you should be getting out of here as fast as you can? Oh, boy, you probably should. All right. Uh, who would you like to use to stand your ground? I'm going to spend bond with Landara because I feel like Kim and I are pretty much attached to the hip all the time anyway. Um, and Jake just looks like a banana stealing monkey. So <laughs> <laughs> compared to like the other members of the party, like Landara would probably stand out as somebody who would be like, on their own and she's kind of got that like lone wolf vibe anyway and I wouldn't want her to get like targeted. I like that. Yeah. Well even though for this just instant you don't think she's there, she is, so you are going to get the plus 1 and uh you can spend additional bond if you want to get another plus 1. I only got the one. Okay. So. Lots of snake eyes. So Oh. <gasps> so mark your experience. So, you know, you're in the middle of this conversation this conjecture about what to do next, about which ship is correct. And you all see Megan think for a second and then stand up and sprint out of the pub. I think she's got the right idea that people on the Lizard King are probably in trouble. Uh, I don't even wait for that uh, response from Landara. Ah, says you, I edit this. (laughs) (laughs) You'll wait as long as I make you wait. (laughs) The moment Megan moves, I'm immediately out of the bar. And Kim is bolting as well. I got a question. Uh, before I dipped out of here, was Atena in the bar? Uh, yes. And I didn't get any, like, sus vibes from him at all? Nope. Cool, cool. Just cool. a saucy he's really, secret. He's really in defeat. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. It's, it's because he has a peck leg. <laughs> he really misses the one that he lost. He's oh, just okay. envious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, follow. Um. So, Megan... You know, you're looking for somewhere to be safe here. You don't know where your friends have gone. Where would you run to? I mean, there's only one place here that I would think if we all got separated, we would try to meet back up at. So I'm heading back towards the ship. All right. Um, Yeah, y'all's ship is near the middle of the docks. And you're just following this line as Kim is chasing Megan and Megan is sprinting for your ship. I imagine we don't even notice till the last second when she veers off the like because we're all parked on the dock and so yeah. just, she just turns and we're like, oh i thought <laughs> are we not continuing do we need to stop for something yeah i'm just running to the ship and i'm just like kim kim jake Landara, where are you guys behind you do i see them behind me am i still hallucinating that they're not here even or odd odd 
Uh, yes, you do see them now that you're back at the ship. Like, you have to get up onto the deck. Edwin is there, like, trying to stop you, and he's pointing behind you, and your vision starts to clear as, you know, Kim is running up first. Yeah, I just whip around. Ah! How'd you get behind me? What do you mean? Where did you guys go? You ran out of the bar, and we were chasing you. No, 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 you weren't. You weren't there. I was looking for you. I I, I was uh, reaching out uh, to everyone in the room to see who was in on it. And the the bartender, he was looking for people who were alone. And I looked around and I was the only one alone. Oh, babe, I don't I don't know what was going on, but we were all together. And then you got up and left. Uh, I think I'm just like digging the heel of my palms into my eyes, like trying to like make sure that whatever I'm seeing now is like real. I just hug her. I want to. Look around, look behind us, see if, like, anybody's nearby that might have ensorcelled Megan or something. No, nobody really seems to be paying any of you much mind, and certainly nobody seems to be, like, following or anything like that. Well, if somebody did that to you, I don't know who, and I don't know why, because it doesn't seem like there's anybody around capitalizing on it. I don't know, maybe it's just the way that my powers have changed in this world. It's it's similar magic, but it's not the same, and... I don't know. There were just so many people in there, and maybe it's it's different than when I'm trying to really focus in on someone. I was just kind of casting a net, and that seems to be harder to do in in this world. So uh, I don't know. Maybe I just did it wrong. But I know what he was thinking. The bartender. He's in on it. He's a plant. All right. So we know the bartender. We know the crew of the Red Herring. We know whoever's stalking up on this other boat, and whoever's giving those cave tours. Okay. So do we do we maybe set a trap? Like have one of us be alone in the bar and kind of be marked as bait? We should do something about the people being stalked right this second first. Yeah, I think that's the more immediate concern. Do we set a trap on this boat, though? We could go get on, pretend to be crew, get the real crew to lay low or something and see what they come to do. Do we have enough time to set up a trap? How long would it take to go around the town to get to the ship? Yeah, like if you went straight to the ship by now after this chase, Jake, I'll give you that. I think you get the idea you might be arriving around the same time that those vampires were moving. I've got an idea uh, and I'm going to start running towards that ship. Following. Yeah. Yep. We don't necessarily have to set a trap, but we can at least disturb whatever they're doing. I got loose. Try to catch me. Should we split up? Maybe come at this from different angles? I was just thinking someone hide and watch. Like The only way for us to get information on those two people Jake saw is to see what they do when they see this and where they go. Uh, okay. Okay. I can, I can do that. And I'll kind of start hanging back as they're chasing and, and moving my way to the side to find something to hide behind once we get into line of sight. Okay. So two of you are chasing a monkey towards the ship. Megan is hanging back to watch. Yes? Yes. My favorite show. <laughs> All right. So as you approach, as you you know get into line of sight of the ships at the end of the dock here, uh, the first thing that you notice is the red herring, that it is brightly lit with lanterns and... There are people all over the deck singing loudly, playing music. It looks like they've invited people on to dance. Like, it's just very bright and very loud, so much so that your attention is pulled to it automatically. You can almost not even tell that there's another ship past it because it's just, it's dark. It seems like those people are probably asleep uh, if they're even on the ship at all. And uh, the crew of the, the Red Herring doesn't seem to be paying any mind to anything going on. It's just there's too much going on on the deck to notice you all running past. All right, I'm just going to barrel right up onto the deck of this dark ship at the end. Uh, get back here, stupid monkey. Sorry, Jake. I'll apologize later. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so you all run onto the ship, and you do notice one shoreman woman, like, just sitting back in a little chair on deck. It seems like she's supposed to be on watch, but um, from your perception, she's probably waking up at the noise you're making, getting onto deck. What in the world is happening? What What are you doing on my ship? I steal her hat and swing up into the rigging. <laughs> uh, do I happen to recall her name from checking them in? Uh, I don't think so. I think this is just a, probably a random crewmate. Okay. Someone's cargo got loose. We're trying to corral him. Get get the monkey. Get him. Get off deck. That's literally what I just said. Uh, hurry, the people sleeping. I'll start climbing up the rigging. I think Jake is leading the charge on this. So let's see a hoodwink. Okay. Four. Oh, no. Megan, as you're hanging back across the, the way, um, you know, I think you find a nice shadowed spot to watch as... They're chasing Jake all over the, you know, in the rigging, climbing up, trying to get him. This poor shoreman sailor is is just yelling at them, trying to shush them as they're uh, trying to catch Jake. What are you looking out for exactly? Uh, these two figures he talked about. All right, let's see a size up. Five. Oh, boy. <laughs> you don't see them. Um, you know, they're making a lot of noise on deck. This sailor is trying to shush them, but is just so loud about it that she's just adding to the cacophony. Um, it's a pretty good indicator that this whole charade has stopped these things' progress. Um, they have certainly not wanted to come on deck while all this is going on. So it looks good. Look, everything looks great. Like nothing is approaching, nothing stalking, nothing is even like cresting the hills and stuff near the docks. If they're there at all, clearly that they've been given pause to uh, uh, stop their progress. How long do you run this charade on deck? Uh, I mean, if we estimated that we were going to arrive about the same time as them, then probably just a few minutes, like just long enough for them to see what's going on. And either they're going to turn around and leave or they're going to wait us out. And I don't know that it matters how long we do this. Like, I don't think that would affect how long they wait. So I'll give it like a few minutes and then scamper back off the deck and run away somewhere else down the dock so we can reconvene. All right. Yeah, you are confident that that woman seems safe and sound on deck and is so relieved when you take off. And with frustration, she resets her chair and leans back and folds her arms uh, to doze off again. Hey, aren't you on watch? I'm watching. I knew you were coming. Yeah, you're watching your eyelids. Hey, shut up. Get off my boat. You know who I am. I'm the dock master. Oh, that's why you're chasing the... Yes. Uh, this, the, oh, people's... Uh, well, okay, I mean, whatever. I don't answer to you. Shut up. Get off my deck. Let Just me like... talk to your captain. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a finable offense to me. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. I'd like to speak to your manager, please. Listen, I run this place. I know how dangerous it is. <laughs> well, it sounds like someone should master that dog. Why aren't you, why aren't you keeping it safe? <laughs> I mean... Kim, I'm, whose I, side are you on? As hard as I'm working, this is as good as it gets. <laughs> you should see it without a dock master. Oh, my goodness. There must be monkeys everywhere. Open murder. Open murder? Yeah. Is the monkeys doing it? Sometimes. Would that monkey have killed me? Yes. Oh, thank you, sir, for saving yeah, our lives. So, what'd you call me? Sir? Oh. <laughs> a puncher. <laughs> Sorry, it's so dark. I, I haven't even opened my eyes again. I'm just laying here. <laughs> I, that's the problem. You're supposed to be on watch. <laughs> And uh, off you all go. Yeah, head back to the White Rabbit. All right. Um, Megan, are you staying back to watch longer, or are you reconvening with them? I'll wait a little bit longer, because Jake said we were supposed to arrive at the same time. And so, yeah, I'm going to wait till they leave and see if 
the two people were waiting for them to leave to make a move. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, as you wait a little longer, you know, the your your buddies take off towards your ship. Um, after like a half hour, there didn't seem to have been any movement on deck that you could see. You know, you're a little too far back and there aren't any lights on on the ship. Um, but what you see is the sails come down about halfway and the Lizard King starts to slip out into the bay. It's just kind of slow moving with no lights on, but makes its way out of the bay and off into the distance. Hmm. Okay, well, uh, it's dark and I'm actually alone now and I don't like that, so I'm going to go find my friends. All right, you meet back up. Hey, how did it go on this ship? I mean, we kind of pissed off a lady who was keeping guard, but... If you want to call it that. It seemed fine. I didn't I didn't see anyone uh, sneak up to the ship. They, they, It was just you guys running around and I was looking, but it took about half an hour and they kind of just sailed away, so... When did they say they were leaving? Uh, they told you they'd be here for a few days. They were supposed to stay in dock for a couple of days. Uh-oh, well, yeah, they're definitely drifting off right now. Did you see, like, the crew take their positions and, like, man that ship out? No, just the sails came down, like, halfway and it just started going out to sea. So did those two people, like, sneak aboard, conclude some business, and then the crew tried to make a quiet exit? Or did those two people sneak aboard and, like set their ship adrift so they're stuck here. I think maybe they're absconding with a meal. Oh. Like, I, out of character, did not get the vibe that anybody else on the dock was in on this. When I did all of the check-ins and stuff, there was only one ship that was in on this, so. Oh, okay, so I was interpreting that all the all the raucousness from the red herring was probably so nobody would notice what happened to the boat past it. Yeah. So, okay. But we do think people were on that Boat, the Lizard King. Sorry, I'll address yeah, it by yeah. its name. We think people were actually on it and asleep, like she said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, we can go after them and find out for certain. Yeah, let's hurry. Yeah, start getting the ship around. Okay. As the crew is like making the ship ready to go, I want to go back on the docks near the Red Herring and set something up to distract them, like so that they're looking the wrong way as we leave. Like, like set something on fire or, you know, something (laughs) that that will draw their attention to the wrong side of the docks and let us make our escape unnoticed. Who the hell is the harbor master here? How does this stuff keep happening? (laughs) (laughs) That wily monkey, man. A crate of cargo and you open it up and it's fireworks. (laughs) I think we could justify that as a dirty trick. That is a nine. I will help out. Okay. By giving Jake some of... um, the various powders and things that I have in my coat that burn. Hell yeah. Okay. Spin that bond. So that brings you up to a 10. Um, I- I'm assuming, Jake, you're intending to rejoin the ship and make chase with the group. Yes. I want to like start something small so that I can get back on the ship as it grows. Okay. Um, so I think as far as the choices, I think this is just going to need to be no catch instead of taking the ante since you're leaving them. The ante is useless to you. Yeah, also I'm doing a fire, and I definitely don't want there to be a catch. <laughs> yeah. Nah. yeah, that's fair. So you've got this contained, so it's not going to you know, take out the town, but it will certainly draw attention. Very good. So as the ship is made ready to go and you all get back on board, you see that little burst of fire in the distance, and uh, the uh, distant music that you could hear coming from that ship dies down as uh, some of the people are spilling off of the ship to deal with that fire. 
and you are able to make your way across the bay unnoticed by at least them, you know, for sure. We're hearing shouts of, summon the harbor master. Where is the harbor master? <laughs> what do we pay these dues for? <laughs> this, is, this is exactly their duty. <laughs> as established this morning. <laughs> so, Megan saw them leaving the bay and get out into the deeper waters around the island. It's, again, very dark. They did not have any of their lanterns lit. So I'm going to need somebody, whoever is like heading this up to try to spot them, to give me a size up to see if you can figure out which direction they went. I will uh, climb up to the crow's nest and pull out the spyglass and scan around to see if I can't spot them. All right, roll it. Twelve. Yay! Yeah, you get two. Where's the true danger lurking? You see the ship ahead. It seems that it had veered back towards the coastline in the direction that you all know is uh, where the little bay of uh, the Whispering Caves are. How can I safely pull up on this ship? I hate to say that the answer is another roll, but I think you just need to do some fancy driving here. Somebody needs to uh, get a very good outmaneuver in if you want to accomplish something. And again, that sort of depends on what you mean by safely. Like, are you wanting to get ahead of it and stop its progress? Are you wanting to sneak up on it? Like, that might be a couple of different things, actually. It just sort of depends on what the goal is by safely approach. All right, I will point it out to the rest of the crew. Over there, they're heading for the caves. I think we can catch up to them. It's going to take a little bit of clever sailing. All right, I will continue to steer the ship. All right, so what is the plan? Like, they're moving slowly, deliberately. You all are definitely getting that vibe now that it's spotted that they're trying to remain in the dark, not make a big fuss, not draw attention. So you certainly have speed on your side. What's the goal? I think that it is to do the same thing, like kill our lights, but have our sails fuller and pull up quietly beside them and kind of nudge them away from the cave. That way, some of our folks can like board, but like basically obscure them from the cave and vice versa. Perfect. Then that is certainly going to be an outmaneuver role. Can I like. Can I pass Landara the plus one from my size up since it's calling on the results of one of my questions? I I don't know. I think you'd have to be steering for that. All right. Fair. I'm just like, I know exactly what to do, but I can't tell you. <laughs> Good luck. That's weird. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am going to spend... Boy, whenever I spend one point of luck, it always feels like that's not enough of a dip to really make a difference. Mm. Unless it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. That old chestnut. Yeah. I'm going to spend two points of luck. Okay. And our speed is zero. Yes. That would be a four. You know what? Go back in and edit in that I gave you that plus one just for the hell of it. <laughs> just, just for the shits and giggles. Here's what I think this looks like is... That you you have this dead on, Landara, that you are pulling up in that little maneuver where you think you'll be able to nudge the back of the ship and spin them a bit so that you can just all pour onto the deck and do what you're going to do. So you've got it like locked in place and you run down to join the crew because it's about to connect. So you're ready to jump on as well. But right before it hits, your ship veers to port. You're all jarred a bit from this sudden turn and look back and there is 
a seaborn with large fangs grinning at you from the wheel. You hear a terrified cry as one of your crewmates is thrown overboard from the other rail, and you see another head popping up from the side of the ship with those large fangs, and it ducks back down into the water. Your ship is heading very swiftly for the shoreline, and the vampire at the, uh, at the helm just does a little hop, leaping ten feet into the air and down onto the deck in the midst of you all. I would like to roll theatrics. Roll it. That's a nine. You get a hold one. I would like to spend it immediately. Okay, what are you going to do? I take off the disguise that I was wearing earlier today. I would like to spend my hold to compel everyone to pay attention to me. Yes. And you do. It looks like this vampire was about to attack one of your crewmates. And at your display, he whips around and stops in his tracks for a moment and blinks heavily. Kima? You look like you've seen a ghost. It bears its fangs, but just... Waits and watches. What was done to you, Kima? Dorva left me for dead. Apparently it didn't take. He shakes his head in disbelief and slowly starts walking towards you, but it is not a friendly saunter. Can I use Lorekeeper? Absolutely. Uh, ten. And what do you want to know from this? I'm going to go with its hidden weakness. Well, you certainly know about vampires, um, but not necessarily as much about Seaborn. So I think... What comes to you are some of the secondhand stories of Seaborn that are inherently magical, that there are some families here that uh, have this innate sorcery to them, and even the families that are not considered these wizards, even they have a little bit of magic to them, something that enhances them, makes them more. Uh, in fact, you know a little bit of that because of the scales that you're looking for for your book, that Seaborn heal faster than most. So putting these together, you get a good idea that if you want to put vampiric Seaborn down, like the stake to the heart thing isn't going to do. You're going to have to behead these things. And also, if you can get them into open daylight, that would work too. Uh, yeah, as this person is moving towards Kim, I'm just going to yell out to everyone, we can't Dracula stake them. We got to headless horseman them. Throw a pumpkin at them? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Hickabod Crane. Hit them with a flaming pumpkin. Do this. I'm trying to use like references from our world that they won't be able to like catch on what I'm saying right away. You know, like headless. <laughs> headless. <laughs> I'm going to hop down from the rigging with a rope and try to get it around the neck of the one that is approaching Kim. Let's see a dirty trick. Seven. All right, you can do this. I think that this sudden flurry of activity from above is going to snap the other one's attention away from Kim, the one that you knew was lurking around in the water in the sides of the ship. Okay. All right. And you get this rope around its neck. He whirls around like trying to tear at it, but you've got it tight. And uh, he's, yeah, he's just trying to rip at it for the moment. Uh, this seems like an easy target. I would like to uh, hit him with my sword. And what's your damage? Two. It's also magic. Two and magic. Uh, yeah, like where, where are you hitting here? It's head. Yeah, you get in a good swing while he's distracted. And uh, you see these scales rip and he starts to bleed this dark blue blood. Down its shoulders. While she's capitalizing on this, I want to take the rope I have on my person and I want to try and tie his feet to a cannon. Okay. I think this is a dirty trick as well. 
Am I in any way calling on one of my size-up answers to help me? <laughs> Probably not, which would make this a six. Maybe if this were happening on their ship. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we relocate over the... You got Here, I'll, I'll untie your rope. You just walk that over to the other <laughs> one. Uh, can I try to help? Sure, what are you thinking? I'm just causing a distraction, so th- this thing is just not looking at its feet at all. Yeah, nice. Uh, spend that bond, and that bumps you up to a seven. I think... You're going to take a little harm here. Um, you get the rope around its feet just fine, and now it's like flipping around to try to deal with Kim. So that works great. But as you run over to the rail and start tying this off on the cannon, the other vampire pops up and slashes at your shoulder while you're tying this off, and uh, you take just one point of harm. What's Landara doing as they're going back and forth here? Uh, the first thing I'm going to do is level up. Oh, shit. What are you taking? Don't fear the Reaper. All of my level ups are new black mark effects. Uh, So this is take a black mark to mark someone you can see. While they're marked, you can sense where they are and take plus 1D to violence against them. Wow. And then the downside on a mixed success is, uh, but in the meantime, take a minus 1 to anything that doesn't involve finding and killing them. Wow. Okay. Very cool. And then I will draw my dagger and... Try to help out Jake and attack the one that is coming after him. Try not to make too much noise. All right. All right. Roll get into a scrap. 12. Do you want to avoid harm or take the ante? Take the ante. All right. It sees you coming and leaps up, balancing on the rail as you exchange hits. It slashes across your shoulder as well, and you take one harm. Um, How much damage does your dagger do? Just one. Okay, and you see some scales fly and blood drip down its neck. The one in the middle of the deck, its feet are suddenly tight against each other, and it's wobbling uh, off balance, but it's slashing in front of itself trying to keep you all back. Uh, I would like to try and get this cannon that is tied to this vampire's feet off the edge of the ship. Uh, That's wonderful. Let's, oh, I think this is a dirty trick as well to be able to. You'll probably have to cut some of the stuff that's tying the cannon down and get it hefted over the the lip. Ten. Hell nice. yeah. Do you want to do it with no catch or take the ante? No catch would be great. Okay. <laughs> so, Kim, this is probably a wonderful vantage from where you're standing this close. As Megan hefts this cannon up and over, and there's one rope around this vampire's neck and the other around its feet, the cannon drags it up into the air for a moment as these ropes go taut. The one tightens around its neck and the head pops off as the rest of the body's dragged into the ocean. I think the other one like stops for a second with its mouth just wide open watching this happen and look at the rest of you and starts to turn towards the ocean. I would like to use a black mark. Okay. I'm going to use bad to the bone. Okay. 11. All right, what happens? Take a black mark to make someone small do what you want, whatever you want, by threatening violence. Okay. Step down and have a chat with us right now. You saw what we did when we were caught by surprise. Imagine what we would do to you, given time. Slowly, he raises his hands and the claws on his fingers retract. And he turns around, mouth open in fear, and you watch as the fangs also retract up into its mouth. All right. Why don't you have a seat and tell us exactly what's going on in Whistler's Cove? He gives a meek little nod and steps down onto the deck. 
and then you're all thrown off of your feet as the ship runs aground. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey Dad, I've got a question for you, and it makes me really frustrated. Mikey, the stars are wrong. We jumped two and a half times farther than we were supposed He's to. He's not a robot, right? He's an AI. They used you, yes, but they used me worse. I want to go home! How many minutes are in a while? Ask Your Father is available anywhere you get podcasts. Find out more at gideonmedia.com.